0: The theme for tonight's message is light, and light in the Bible. And with that in mind, there are several uh, selected texts from the Bible about light. The first comes from Genesis, Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness, complete darkness, was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light, and God said that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. That was the first day. And then from Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verses 2 and verse 6, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them the light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then from John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to them saying, I, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is the word of the Lord.
1: I just want you to know how grateful I am that you're here tonight to be able to help us celebrate Jesus. It's been a happy day all day for us, and we're just thankful that you are here. I don't know how many of you live right here. Uh, how many of you consider yourself Creekers? Come on. You don't have to be embarrassed about it. What's the deal? I live in Cave Creek, and I consider myself a Creeker, but uh, uh, one of the things I love about living in Cave Creek that is you know, that most of us really enjoy is that you can see the stars here. Have you noticed that? It's one of the great things about this town. I live, in fact, you know how the the bull riding here on Friday nights? I come and say a prayer for the bull riding every Friday night and I just walk over here because I live that close to here. And uh, I come over here, generally speaking, I come a little back way here and it's very, very dark. And what's great about that is that the stars are bright enough on 90% of the days so that I can see without a flashlight. It, that's one of the great things about living in Cave Creek is we have light. Now, one time there was a time when I got out and started to walk, and I realized, didn't realize that we had one of those few days. There's something you hardly ever see in Arizona. They're called clouds, right? And uh, they were there at the nighttime, and it was really dark. And I found myself stumbling over a little dirt road as I was as I was walking. It, on a cloudy night, it can be treacherous. Light is something we desperately need. Now, that the verses that Kurt read for you today had a common theme, and that theme was. Light. He read first of all from Genesis that says God was the one who created light. Before without light there was no life. And in the Gospel of John, it says in him was life, life, and that life was the light of men. I want to talk to you today about light in dark times. Jesus came to bring us light. Jesus himself said in that verse that Kurt read for you last, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the verse that we began with in the very beginning of time, uh, beginning of this, sermon, this service, in Isaiah chapter 9, Richard read it for you. The people that walked in darkness, remember, have seen a great Light. So, the way that God spoke about the promised Messiah was to say that there was going to be a light for people who are walking, uh, walking in darkness. So, I also want to very simply think about three things with regard to the word, to that, that, that verse about light. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I want you to think, first of all, that darkness is real. When Jesus came, it says he came to bring light into a dark place. Now, you remember there were some wise men far away, and what did they see up in the sky? But a light, that they thought there's something strange about it. And they followed that light because they felt that light would bring them out of darkness. So we want to think, first of all, when Jesus says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. One of the things that we need to affirm on Christmas this year is that there is darkness and darkness is real. Usually when we're at holidays, all we want to think about is positive things, right? We just want to think, oh, good, family and good stuff. But you've all had holidays when positive thoughts were not easy to have. We've just, as a nation, been mourning some very tragic events in just the last couple of weeks. Darkness is real. We don't make it go away by pretending it's not there. It's really there. We're We see darkness in that. We see darkness. (laughs) If we're not careful, when we jump over this fiscal cliff in a few days, it might get dark again, right? There is darkness. And when we hear about tragic and we see political issues, it's very easy for us to look at all them people out there, right? Those guys, the politicians or the this or the that, what's the matter with them? The reality is if we're really honest, we know there's darkness inside of our hearts. Jesus came to to bring light into dark places. Darkness is very real, and it's very tragic. And so we need to affirm that when Jesus says he's the light of the world, there is a darkness, and if we're very honest, we see even that darkness within ourselves, don't we? It's very so frustrating to me when I'll wake up in the morning wanting to be the best husband that I can, the best dad that I can, the best worker that I can, and find myself being selfish. I may have cut you off on the road sometime. you know. I may have been kind of mean to you sometime because I tend to be selfish. There is darkness. Jesus comes to bring light into the darkness, so we need to affirm, first of all, That darkness is real. But the second thing that we need to think about this is this Jesus is light. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Remember as I mentioned already those wise men were following a star towards Jesus and they came and when Jesus was first born he went to this old he was a baby and they went to the the temple and Simeon this old man said, "Lord, dismiss me in peace, in peace. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people, Israel, Jesus comes to bring light into dark places. You know, I thought it would maybe, I forgot they had this light here. I thought it'd be really rather dark in here. Um, but imagine, you know, even on a cloudy night like this, we can still see some cloud, some, some stars, some, some light. And Jesus comes to bring light into dark places you know how valuable a flashlight can be. Have you ever been stuck on the side of the road with no flashlight trying to work on your car? That's happened to me before. That's a terrible thing to happen, you know. um, I found myself uh, uh, with a dead battery once with no way to go fix it because, you know, my lights are out, and it's no good to be in a dark place. Jesus comes to bring us light. Darkness is real is the first thing, but Jesus doesn't just give light. He is light, I am the light of the world. When Jesus spoke these words, he was it was during a great festival of the Jewish people, the festival of the booths. We've been looking at it on Sunday mornings. In fact, we just teach through the Bible, and this story is from the Gospel of John. That's why I thought of it. And um, just before this, he says, if you need water, I am the living water. But then he said, I am the light of the world. And he said this at this great festival when they put these huge lights up uh, up at the temple. They had this all-night party one of these last nights, this all-night party. And Jesus stands up there apparently and says, I am the light of the world. Jesus is making a very audacious claim. He's making the claim not just that he brings light, but that he is light. Jesus is light light. And the third thing that we want to see in this text is that following Jesus brings light and life. Jesus came not just to be, you know, uh, worshiped in a manger, but to be followed in his life. He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yes, he came as a baby in the manger as God in the flesh, but he lived the life and invited us to follow him. He said, whoever follows me. I love that word, whoever. It's all inclusive from the youngest of us to the oldest of us. All of us are invited to follow him. There is no human being who is outside that invitation. No matter who we are, no matter what our background, no matter what's in our past or what fears we have for our future or what worries about what's in our lives, all of us are invited. That's a great invitation that he gives to us. But he says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. What does he mean by that? What he means by that is that he's not interested simply in, uh, um, in having us sort of have a mental agreement with him. No, following is an active word, isn't it? It's something that we do. It's something that can be seen. It's a way that we live. If you follow someone, you move behind them. So Jesus says anybody is welcome, but it requires of you a decision to follow Jesus, to, to take steps in following him. And the first thing that we do is simply yield ourselves to him and trust in him and then day by day make a decision to follow to follow him. Following Jesus brings light and life. The darkness that Jesus came to bring is not simply a physic. or the lightness that Jesus came to bring and to pierce of the darkness is not simply the darkness that we see out there, but of course it's a metaphor for darkness, even in our own hearts. And Jesus comes to give us light and to give us life so that we can become the people he wants for us to be. What's beautiful about this Christmas story is that God fulfilled a promise by coming and becoming one of us, giving his life for us so that we could have new life and light in him. And then he said later to his disciples, he says, you are the light of the world. In other words, We, he, let's think of it this way. He is like the sun where the light starts, but we are like the moon where the light reflects. I don't know if we can see the moon. There's the moon. We look at that beautiful moon, and it it puts this beautiful light onto us. But, you know, there's no light in that moon itself, right? It's purely dark. What does it do? It reflects the light of the sun. And so what our opportunity as we go beyond Christmas here is to become good reflectors of that light by, first of all, placing our trust in Christ and then allowing His light to shine on us and reflect on us. Because let's face it, the world is still kind of a dark place. There are hurting people in hard times. They need People need, our world needs, for people to become reflectors of God's light in the world. When we started this service today, we began by lighting these Advent candles, which remind us of Jesus who has come as the light of the world. The beauty of that is it doesn't just stop with the memory of what Jesus did, but that we can, in our world today, become living witnesses of that light. So if you're a follower of Jesus, determine that you want to make sure there are no clouds in the way so the sun of light can reflect on you into a world that needs the light of Jesus. And if you haven't yet bowed down before him like those wise men did, I encourage you to do that. Remember those wise men came because they saw a light. They were searching for spiritual truth. They were not, follow- they were not Jewish people at all. They were from far away. But they were eager in searching for spiritual truth and they thought they'd find the king in the palace and he wasn't there. Instead he was in a little stable outside Bethlehem. But when they got there, they bowed down and they worshiped him. So I encourage you, if you've not become a follower of Christ, what a great time, then at the birth of Jesus, to decide I want to be a follower of Jesus. Remember Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's pray before we close our time out. Father, we just ask you, that you would allow us to become people of light, that you would allow us to not pretend there is no darkness, but rather to name it and to open it up to you and allow you to bring light into the dark places of our lives so that we can reflect your light into the dark places of our world. Thank you that you came to bring the light to the world. In Jesus' name we pray.